We all remember these key moments in history or our lives. Even though I was born in the Netherlands and grew up there, I remember very vividly where I was, what I was eating and what I was doing and what kind of day it was when the US was attacked on 9-11. I will never forget the impact it had on me as a child. It wasn't even my own country, but I felt the fear. I remember it so well. But there are many positive memories as well, like the birth of a baby or the first time you're driving your friends after getting your license or a first kiss. Remember these big moments because they carry significance. They, they shape the identity of nations and individuals and they are kept alive by those who continue to share them. And one of these important stories is the story of Gideon, which is as follows. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. They, the Israelites, had become so afraid that they hid themselves in caves. For seven years they were oppressed. They had nothing left. Every time they had planted something, the Midianites would come to take the crops and destroy everything else. They were so impoverished that they cried out to God for help. God heard them and sent them a prophet saying, I brought you out of Egypt. I rescued you from slavery and saved you from all your oppressors. I gave you this wonderful land and I told you that I am the Lord your God. Don't worship any other God. But you didn't listen. But one day the angel of the Lord sat down under a tree and Gideon was there working the wheat in a pit hiding from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord tells Gideon to go and defeat the Midianites. Gideon had no clue that he was talking to God and had many concerns and questions. When he heard this, he didn't believe the angel. Yet the angel of the Lord said to Gideon that God is sending him and that God will be with him. Still unsure about it all, he brings an offering to the angel of the Lord. And when the angel struck it, he disappeared. Gideon was blown away and afraid because he realized that he was face to face with God. And immediately God spoke to Gideon words of peace. And Gideon was a new man with a calling. He destroyed all the altars of the other gods in his town while fearing for his life and built an altar for the Lord his God. Now, the Midianites had gathered to ravage Israel again. The Spirit of God clothed Gideon to gather the armies of multiple thousands and attack the Midianites. Yet, God was concerned. Concerned that Israel would boast in their own victory because they had a big army. So God asked Gideon to cut down his army twice until there were only 300 left. God knew that Gideon would be afraid, even after all the confirmations through signs. So God gave him another sign through a dream that the enemy had. Gideon got close to the enemy camp and was filled with faith, hearing about the victory that was about to happen. And he attacked with 300 men, blowing trumpets and holding torches. The Midianites were so afraid and confused that they attacked one another. Victory was given to the Israelites. Gideon became a mighty warrior and continued the fight 
far beyond the borders of Israel. He threatened and punished his own people who were afraid for helping him. He started to behave more like an arrogant king than a humble man reliant on God. He even led the Israelites astray by forging an idol that they worshipped. In spite of all he had done for the Israelites, they did not honor him. Even though there was peace, the people forgot yet again what the Lord had done for them. This was the story of Gideon. Like in the other stories in Judges, it begins with Israel was doing evil in the sight of the Lord, which resulted in oppression by the neighboring nations. God had made a covenant with Israel. He would be their God and they would be his people. They were his treasured possession whom he had rescued from slavery. God promised to Abram that he would bless the nations through his descendants. They were to represent God to the nations. And with that promise and the covenant, there came an enormous amount of blessing. They would live in a land where there would be abundance of food. They would live in peace and safety and there would, things would go well for them. The very presence of God would dwell among them. But if they would forget and forsake the covenant by worshiping other gods, there would be destruction. There would be no peace and no abundance. God is very clear because his reputation is at stake. The Israelites, they cry out to God. They remember their God and they get an answer from God. And God is getting so personal. He sends them a prophet who basically tells them, why should I save you? You didn't listen to what and do what I asked of you. Because the only thing I asked of you is to not worship other gods. Because I am the Lord your God. Because I saved you from slavery. I have driven out the enemies. I have given you the land with all its abundance. And I did all of this for you. And what did you do? You walked away. You forgot about me. But here is the thing. God is not allowing a wayward generation to derail his plans. Because he has promised to bless the nations through the offspring of Abraham. The covenant is unstoppable. Even though they could not uphold their end of the covenant, we see that God remembers his people and is faithful. God shows grace to those who sin, yet he takes sin very seriously. But with those who cry out for help, they are met with grace and compassion. I have been in these situations many times before, even when I was a Christian and I wandered away from God and I was choosing my own way. For instance, in my teenager days, I was really a believer, but was confronted by the temptation of other things. In my friend group, it was all about pursuing girls and getting drunk on a weekend. I felt very conflicted because I really wanted to follow God. But what my friends were doing was thrilling. I was directly choosing to go down their path. There were times where God confronted me and I felt guilty and I wondered if God really wanted anything to do with me because I failed to honor him. Questions like, was he done with me now? Would God hear me? I can tell you, yes, he did. He met me during a youth service and through a prophetic word said that he was not done with me and showered me with grace and love. 
So if you are wondering today whether God will hear your cry for help, yes, he heard the Israelites and he will hear you because those who cry out for help are met with grace and compassion. God hears the cry of his people and keeps his promise. But before he's going to save them by the hands of Gideon, he wants to remind and confirm to Gideon that he is faithful. As Gideon is quite an ordinary man, he said it himself. He's not from a particular impressive background. What seems worse is that Gideon seems to have no faith. The angel of the Lord meets a man full of questions who has no hope. He's a bit lost there in the wine press, hiding for the Midianites. Unlike some of the other judges in this book, you wonder why does God visit this man? But here he is having no clue that he is talking to God, but God confirms and strengthens Gideon with whatever strength Gideon has. If he had any, God is sending him to defeat the Midianites. God does not need much. God is looking for obedience. God uses ordinary men and women to bring victory. I remember a story during the COVID pandemic last year of a 99 year old World War II veteran in the UK named Captain Tom Moore, who simply wanted to raise some money for the NHS charities together in the UK, which supports caretakers, volunteers and patients. And he did so by walking 100 laps in his backyard and he would do 10 laps a day. Here's a picture of him. He aimed to get $1,200, but ended raising $54 million. But almost as important, it gave the country the morale boost to get through the pandemic together. One simple act united a nation. A man of 99 years old on his way out gave hope to a whole nation. This is a person like you and me. God loves using ordinary people. Maybe you know someone and their situation looks very hard and you wonder what you could do for them. Well, God sends you in the strength you have, even if you have none, because God will be with you to bless them. Over and over, you can almost hear Gideon wonder, is God really faithful to what he said? Is God really with me? I have 300 men here. Will God really do this? Our own thoughts are so similar, right? Will God provide for me now I lost my job? Does God have the best intentions for my life? Does God really love me? All these worries around whether God is really for you. But God happily and patiently confirms his faithfulness and commitment to you. One of the ways we see that in this story and in our lives is that God gives his Holy Spirit. Gideon was ready to take the lead and call the armies the moment he was filled with the Spirit. God knows all that we need and he is happily providing it. He knew Gideon was not able to do anything apart from the Spirit of God. Without Gideon even asking, God clothed him with his Spirit. God will give us strength and peace in difficult circumstances, Jesus tells his disciples not to worry about anything. It is God himself, the God of peace, who is faithful and he will help us. And he does so by giving us his Holy Spirit. 
John 14 verse 26 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. One of the main things the Holy Spirit does is remind us of everything Jesus has said and done. Remembering the mighty works of God was important to the survival of the Israelites. Remembering was directly related to the blessings in the land. When God spoke through the prophet to the people, he appealed to their memory. He said that they had forgotten all about him. The story of Gideon himself actually seems to take a bit of a turn that way of forgetting. Gideon has had a great victory, but at no point are we to think that it was all Gideon's doing. It is God who brought victory. And in the story, they defeated the Midianites and the other armies in their land. But Gideon was not done yet. He seems to continue on, even goes outside of Israel to defeat the Midianites. He has become a real warrior. It seems strange because if you read the story, you wonder, where is God in here? Did he forget to seek him, to include him? Gideon's story ends on a sad note. Gideon has become more like a king of the surrounding nations rather than a man dependent on God. It was going well. They had a major victory. They were liberated. They were safe. But God was not in the picture. And this is where a bit of a warning of the story lies. Forgetting is dangerous. Forgetting your own story and forgetting what God has done in your life can be life-threatening. Theologian Carmen Joy Imes in her book, Bearing God's Name, says, If Israel forgets their story, they are in danger of forgetting who they are and to whom they belong. If we forget that God looks after us and is faithful to his people, the moment we are hit with a bump in the road in our lives, we are susceptible to defeat. It is kind of like thin and thick ice. I love ice skating. And the moment there's a bit of ice, I get excited. Even though it might be a bit thin, we know as long as you have good speed and you can, you can generally do it and be fine. Like in our lives, right? As long as things go well and smooth, we can go on the thin ice. But the ice is not always as thick everywhere. The moment you hit an obstacle, and you are slowing down, you are in danger of falling through. But if the ice is thick, there is no worry of falling through when you're met with an obstacle. You know, there is solid ice that is just not going to give way. Remembering God and his faithfulness is like walking on thick ice. There is assurance. But we, myself, I forget so easily, even the people who were rescued from the Egyptians, with the mighty hand of God for God. But unlike Gideon and the Israelites and you and me, God did not forget his promise. God himself fulfilled the covenant on our behalf by becoming human and dying on the cross to rescue us from our sin and being raised to life so that we can have eternal life. And this is sealed with the Holy Spirit that we have received, who reminds us daily of everything and confirms our inheritance in the new heaven and earth, a place where there'll be no more tears, no more pain, where we will live in abundance and peace. We 
are saved from the enemies and can experience peace because Jesus lives forever. And this is our encouragement, whether we are in the deepest of pits or you are standing on the mountaintop, remember Jesus. How are you keeping it alive? The stories that we tell ourselves shape what we believe and how we behave. This is why it's so important to share about God's faithfulness in our lives. It builds us up. It fixes our eyes on Jesus. It gives us hope and it teaches us that God loves his people and is faithful to his promises. The church is made for this. That is why it's so important to us as a church to have space during our Sunday meetings to encourage one another through testimonies or in our community groups where we discuss the message. Because often these stories and testimonies are so relatable and encouraging because they all point to God's faithfulness. But what if you are going through a hard time right now and you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, the writer of Psalm 42 describes their feeling of not seeing God at work, of crying day at night, but he draws on his memory. He remembers the shouts and praises when they used to go to the temple. And he says later on, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. What happens when we are reminded of God's faithfulness? We receive strength and experience his peace. Jesus died for our sin and rose to life and we are raised to life with him. The victory has been won and we will live in peace because Jesus lives forever. Remembering what Christ has done for us and, what he, and that we belong to him strengthens us and gives us faith in times of trouble. The Holy Spirit will shape our belief and behavior by pointing us to the finished work of Christ. He reminds us of all that he has done for us. These stories of his faithfulness help us. Gideon's story shows us that God hears his people and that he gives faith to ordinary people.